0: It's good to see you here this morning, it's good to be here this morning, and um, hopefully something else good will break out um, in the midst of my preaching this morning, uh, and uh, just want to send a shout out to Pastor Stan, he's the man. Joe Pennell told me that this this church was in a time of discernment and there was joy and pain in the midst of this church, he encouraged me to reach out to Stan, whom I didn't know. I had not met yet as a student at the Divinity School, and so I did. Um, but we got together and we shared for about half an hour, forty-five minutes, which is as times with students go. That's a long time. Most students are in and out in fifteen minutes, mostly because they're scared. So uh, even when it's good news, it's like and they're gone. And I was like, who was that? But Stan lingered and his ministry and what you were doing here. Lingered in my heart. And so please know that you are in so many people's prayers as you continue to live into your witness as a church and as a community of faith. So with that sort of heavy start, let me turn to scripture, which is usually also a heavy start, but uh, a different kind, Psalm 137. And you will probably recognize this. By the rivers of Babylon. There we sat down, and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. And our tormentors asked for mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand with it, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not Set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God. Our strength and our redeemer, our rock of salvation. And those gathered who could say, Amen. Amen the people of Zion were not deceived they still remembered. they remembered Zion the source of their being the place of their wholeness and renewal they remembered home and centeredness and freedom and because they could remember they sat down as mourners They had no heart for music or song. The harps hung silent on the willow trees. The songs of Zion, with their emphasis on the might and majesty of God, had fallen silent. God's song, they knew, belonged to the ritual of a temple that was no more. For the exiles, there were no songs of Zion. But there were songs of God. There were songs of the Creator, who alone calls worlds into being and sets before us the ways of life and death. It was this recognition that forced the exiles to cry out, how shall we sing God's song in a foreign land? Well, how do we sing God's song in a foreign land? As people of faith we wrestle with this question. As we attempt to be faithful witnesses in the midst of the issues of our day, the issues that often make us feel and live as though we are in a strange land. A land that is hostile forbidding, a land that is deadly, a land in which the prejudices of a few can become the law of the land, a land in which the dignity of all persons has conditions put on it, so that some of us need not apply for justice or mercy. How is it that in this strange land We are called to sing God's song in the midst of the world's evils and hatreds and prejudices and violence. Can we sing this song by being cynical and disillusioned? Can we sing this song by engaging in ritualistic dances? Can we sing this song by escaping into a simple place and time by seeking easy answers? What can keep us anchored and focused like the voice of the psalmist who cries out through the centuries, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Mm. My mother. My mother was a woman of plain talk, much like my father, except he was a man. Oh, she could. You can. You can laugh. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You, you're listening so quietly. You can. I come from a tradition of call and response, so. Listening to quiet is a lot harder for me to gauge what's going on if you're not speaking at me. So, but if that's not you, that's okay. Right. I know this one, too. But my mother. Mom was a woman of plain talk. Oh, she could be erudite if the situation called for it. But she preferred her meat well done, her coffee strong, and her talk straightforward. And one of the things Mary Towns always taught her daughters before she left for the other side of the Jordan is that you have to know where you want to be. You have to live your life standing on the promises. You must live in a radical hope that never accepts someone else's definition of wholeness, particularly if they're the only ones benefiting from it. You see, Mary times had been with the Lord And she believed that you live your story, you sang your song, and remain steadfast in your faith and preach your witness, and God will take care of the rest if we just get out of God's way. Mama believed in hope. She taught us well that our lives may be the only chapter of scripture somebody reads. And the miracle of God working in us is that God takes our brokenness, the threads of our lives, and weaves masterpieces. The hope Mama taught us about is powerful. It enables us to press on when we feel like giving up. It enables us to draw strength from the future to live in a sometimes discouraging present. It makes it possible for us not for us to see the world not only as it is, but how it can be, must be. Mama's hope can move us to new places and turn us into new people. She taught us that we look at struggle as a sign of discord and turmoil, rather than realize that our faith demands from us seasons of struggle and moments of glory. Hope gives us the ability to recognize that no event in our lives, whatever its character, can imprison us unless we live into those prison bars. Mama taught us to refuse to scale down our aspirations to the level of the facts of our present situation because God is always calling us to move beyond the present to shape and mold a better tomorrow. Oh yes, Mama had been with the Lord and she knew well what the begs of Babylon were like. She even laid down her heart a time or two, but she always picked it back up because she was a woman who knew where she wanted to be and she chose to be in the hands of our living God. We can sing God's song through a meaningful faith when we remember who we are. And we are God's people. We are not authorized, anointed, and given our authority by politicians, prosperity preachers, publicity campaigns promising a new you, a life made, better insurance rates, easy buttons, or brighter teeth. We are redeemed and named worthy by God. We can sing God's song and be a true light in the world because we remember we are God's people. We are freed from the miasma of hopelessness. We are liberated from the ignorance, bitterness, and mean-spiritedness of those who would call us evil or less than. God is the one who authored us and brings into us the breath of life. God is the Alpha and the Omega. God is the maker of the bread of heaven. God is the source of the light of the world. God is the teacher of the good shepherd. God is the grower of the true vine. It is God, not events, not people, who gives us the song that we can sing and provides oil for our lamps about how our souls look back How precious is the Lord, how sweet is the Spirit, how great is the foundation. We can sing God's song, and from the pathway of an eloquent faith, if we know what we stand for. We can sing God's song if we understand that the demand of the gospel is that we struggle with God for justice. The radical demand of the gospel is that we take up the cross and follow Jesus. There is no victory without struggle, and we need to keep in mind that the only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. To sing God's song requires no less than a strong commitment against the prejudices and bigotry in our words and actions. Them is us sometimes. And we must be cautious about treating any institution as final, defining any idea as infallible, or accepting any system that is closed. God comes in the unexpected and the unplanned God comes in the surprising as well as that which we know so well. And God cannot be controlled by us. And a few, and few of us, have a corner in the market on righteousness. We can sing God's song from a stocky faith if we remember that God's song was created not only for Zion but for Babylon as well. We can rise up from the banks of despair and pain and sing about amazing grace. We can rise up from the waters of injustice and inhumanity and shout about a God who is better than butter. We can rise up from torment and taunting and tell people about a God who just does it. We can rise up. And take up our harps, our drums, our guitars, our pianos, our organs, and tell the nation about a God who reaches out and touches everyone. Our God, who out-Grecians the formula, out plurals the lady, out-bakes the shake, <laughs> Our ETs, the B, our cuisines, the lean, our grills, the foreman, our locks, the zip, out stations the play, our phones, the eye. Sing songs of Zion. This generation, and we are that generation, are coming on Songs which lift the spirit, songs which demand a commitment, songs that offer hope, songs which are wrapped with love. We must let folks know what it's like to sing the songs of Zion without hesitation or faltering. We can sing them in fear sometimes, we can sing them off-key sometimes, but we sing them It's time to dry the tears of despair that you and I have shed and will shed by our own waters of Babylon. It's time to pick up as a righteous people, pick up our harps and sing. Sing even when the times of life are failing. Sing. Praying for our brothers and sisters in Paris, Beirut, Kenya, Syria, Nigeria, and far too many countries and more. Sing, standing witness to Roseburg and Charleston. Sing, when you feel like running. Sing, even when you're not sure you can keep standing. Sing, when the candle has almost gone out. Sing when you're wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up. Sing in the midst of joy and laughter. Sing in the midst of a changing and changed church. Sing using your heart and soul. Sing using your mind and intellect. Sing, using your witness, your hope, your love, your faith. Sing, holding on to the watchlight, Sing, making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Sing, telling folks about that sweet, Inspiration. Sing no matter how young you are. Sing no matter how old you are. Sing when people tell you you have no gift for singing. Sing even when somebody has taken away the sheet music. Sing because. got a song inside you. But you've got to sing. You've got to believe in the story that God has placed inside you and is nurturing inside of you and is loving you as God does it. God loves you even when you can't love yourself. Sing that song. Go look for it if you're not sure what it is. If you listen, it'll be there. Same.